Okay, we're going to begin. This is a re-recording of one of the most popular stories, the first Reliant story. It's a story from Boston, Lincolnshire, UK, in the summer of 1966. It was my initial uh, weeks learning the ropes of E.C. Stanwell's garage in Main Ridge that I had my memorable first experience of a Reliant Robin. I'd recently left the Boston Standard after a lengthy interview with prospective employers Firestone Tyres and was gaining experience in the motor trade. E.C. Stanwell's were an old established roots group, that is Hillman, Humber, Singer Cars, main dealer in the Boston area, and my task as a junior salesman was to be General Dog's body to Herbert Stanwell who, although almost retirement age, still worked from the Main Ridge garage. This particular day, I was working in the showroom, cleaning the floor, polishing a car, and intermittently serving fuel, if Mott, our regular, trusty, retired steam engine driver, forecourt attendant, had a busy spell. The Reliant Robin was not a regular client, and unsuspecting of what the future held in store, just pulled in to top up his tank. Mott was quite busy at the pumps with a long queue. After several months' practice, I'd completed the simple task of putting a fuel nozzle into the car tank and dispensing the fuel hundreds of times without any problem. So I stepped out confidently to the aid of this unsuspecting client. This time, fate took a hand. How many things would you imagine could go wrong with this simple task? The pumps. Perhaps I should explain that petrol pumps at the Mainridge garage were rather more basic in the 1960s than pumps are today. They were a square box with simple clock dial um, on either side to register the fuel flow in gallons. One complete revolution of the clock was one gallon. Located halfway down one side was a simple access hole to locate your winding handle in case of electricity supply failure. An illuminated globe sat on top to advertise the maker fuel and provided light on the site when we were open. The dispensing nozzle with its hose was attached on the side and held the spring-loaded pump-actuating lever in place. It's worth mentioning that the hose was relatively short and did not extend and retract as they do today. It was fixed from the nozzle to a pipe coming out of the same side of the pump, near the top, where it swivelled around a little to assist delivery of fuel. It's important to explain that on lifting the nozzle from its rest, the pump lever was released, sprang into a raised position, and the pump actually started in motion, not squirting fuel yet, but the pump motor was working. This was one of the catalysts that contributed to my catastrophe, and the short fixed hose. The Catastrophe I can still picture the situation clearly today. There is also something I have not mentioned. The pumps were mounted on a small concrete island. 
it was necessary to step up and step down to fetch and return the hose and nozzle. The filler on the Reliant was on the side of the vehicle away from the pump, which meant that the hose had to be stretched to its fullest extent to reach. First of all, somehow, stepping down from the pump, I managed to get the fuel hose wrapped around my legs. Then, just as I approached the Reliant Robin from the back, it finally entangled my feet with the grip of an eel. I lost my balance. My hand reacted quite naturally by gripping onto whatever it could. In this instance, the fuel nozzle dispensing lever. A rapid flow of 95 octane two-star petrol fountained from the, fountained from the end of the nozzle and jetted in a steady stream over the centre of the roof of the car. The owner stepped back quickly, eyes staring wide, mouth agape and speechless. My automatic reactions engaged quickly to tell me something was not quite right, and my hand released the nozzle. My first thoughts were, how am I going to enter this on Mott's petrol sales sheet? The car owner and I stood there for just a moment side by side, totally stunned. Help is at hand. It seemed like ages as we stared at the petrol streaming down the roof of the car, over the windows and beginning to drip gently from the doors onto the ground. My next thought was that it was a good job we were non-smokers. Mott was a brick. On realising that what had happened, he sprang to my rescue with the enormous forecourt watering can, normally used for topping up large radiators. It's a good job these motors are made of plastic, he said in a friendly, obliging voice, and with no hesitation, just as if this type of thing happened every day, he began pouring the contents of the huge can all over the car and quite literally washing the petrol away. He deftly completed the job, wiping away the last traces of fuel with a piece of waste cloth he always kept in his pocket for just such an eventuality. This is where my memory fails me. Did the car owner remain among these lunatics long enough to actually fill his tank? I think not. I do remember the waste fuel was put down to the workshop for cleaning something or other. There we are, that's the end of that little story. I hope you enjoyed it. It's brought to you by Cracker Books, written and read by Keith Sanders. Lots more stories to read on Keith Sanders is the storyman.wordpress.com. Lots more free audio stories on this Buzzsprout site. There's uh, over 50 videos to watch on Keith Sanders, the short story man on YouTube, including lots of horse videos. There's a shop where you can buy the stories that you are reading or listening to, compiled in book form. They're not expensive, they're downloadable. Have a look at the site, Richard Keith Sanders dot sells sells.com thank you for listening